You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode number four, how to overcome diet mentality. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Shanae and I am your host. I am so happy to be in your ear today as you invest in your highest self and I can't thank you enough for doing it with me. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Shanae. I'm a competition prep expert, life coach, and high performance coach. I love coaching, as you can tell, Um, and in this show, my aim is to provide you with holistic solutions for your fitness, nutrition, and mindset as you step into your highest self. So if you are listening to this live, it is a very special week because it's launch week, which means a new episode is going out every single day, and we're doing a giveaway at the end of the week. So make sure you scroll down, look at the show notes, see what the giveaway details are, Um, but one of them is to rate and review the show, another one is to opt into the newsletter in case you just want to be notified about the certain topics that you like. And then the third thing that you can do to enter the giveaway is to take a screenshot, post it on your story, and tag me. I'm super excited. I've been loving seeing where you guys are listening in from and your main takeaway. So thank you so much for your support. So let's get into today's episode. We're going to be talking about diet mentality, what it is, and how you can overcome it. Because I always want to give you actionable action steps to take away. So let's get into it. Um, First and foremost, what is diet mentality? I hope you can't hear that helicopter above, but we're just going to go with it. I'm recording this outside. So what is diet mentality? The way that I describe diet mentality is um, a visual way. Imagine that you have sunglasses on. And they have blinders on the side, kind of like how they do for horses and like really old people. So where you normally would have great peripheral vision because of these blinders on the side, you can only see right what's in front of you. And what's in front of you is most likely a goal, whether that be a weight loss goal, a um, competition prep goal, or, you know, whatever goal you set for yourself. Diet mentality is usually, of course, we're talking about dieting. Um, so that's what it is. It's when you can't see anything else around you, but right what's in front of you. And the reason why a lot of that can hold you back is because once you've reached your goal, you may or may not feel even more lost. You may or may not feel as if you didn't actually obtain what your main objective was because a lot of times we start diets or we do competition preps thinking that at the very end, we're going to be happier. We're going to be more loved. We're going to be more accepted. People are going to want to be our friends because we want our pro cards. But that's not always the case. And so I hope that after today's show, you can take away some really great insights that I've developed from my years of competing and also from coaching my clients on these are some things that you want to really be aware of that you're not doing either doing a prep or just day-to-day life. And those things are, so the first thing, how diet mentality can hold you back is isolation. Um, There was a book, uh, I think it was called Happier by Sean Aker, and he did a study on Harvard students. And a lot of times um, when students are going through exams and whatnot, they isolate themselves when they're stressed out. And a lot of competition competitors do this as well, or even just anybody on a diet. You don't go out with your friends because you have, you know, hashtag goals. You take all your Tupperware um, to restaurants and you don't take the time to eat with people. You isolate yourself because you just feel as if you need to really focus on you and your goals. So it can get very lonely. It can get very isolating. And um, it's 
in the moment, you might think that it's a good idea because you feel like you're very focused, but oftentimes hindsight, you start to really regret all those missed memories and times that you um, were so focused on your goals rather than being focused on being present with your friends and family. So that's one of the ways. The second way that diet mentality can really hold you back is in the fear of rejection. So if you've ever not taken an action because you don't feel like you look good enough, you are most likely in diet mentality. This is because you've got those blinders on like we talked about. So the only thing you see in front of you is that hashtag body goals and you are not going to feel accomplished until you get there. So just like how we talked about in the first one, you're going to isolate yourself. You're going to hold yourself back from achieving your dreams and goals because you think that you can't do it until your body looks a certain way. I see this for a lot of my clients who want to post their transformations on Instagram. They're like, well, I don't look good yet. Who's going to want to watch my workout videos? And I'm like, me. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you look. Like, if you're offering value to the world, like, you should put yourself out there. And so um, this is a way that I really, really preach to my clients. Like, I really try to get them to take action, no matter what they look like. And then to also reiterate that just because they get to their weight goal or they get on stage doesn't mean that they're a better person. Like they are a good person now. And so they should be doing those things now. So I really want you to remember that. Um, The last way that diet mentality can really hold you back is your inability to connect with others and with yourself. So this all kind of, they all tie in together. Um, Prep often um, makes you feel as if it's you against the world. And you actually start to develop really critical, um, thinking, like negative thinking. And for myself, I actually found that my judgment towards others and myself was at an all-time high. Like the leaner I was, the more judgmental I was towards myself because I was not ever enough, right? Diet mentality. Got those got those blinders on my sunglasses. I can only see what's right in front of me. And even though I looked amazing, it just wasn't good enough still. Um, I you know, judged others a lot. I judged others on their work ethic. I, um, just really couldn't connect with people because I felt as if no one understood me. And I really also couldn't connect with myself because I was, um, I was like a machine. I was like a robot. Like, even if I was tired, I couldn't take a nap. I had to go and do my workout. Even if I was hungry, I couldn't eat more. I had to stick to my macros. So I really had to become a human, sorry, not a human. I had to become a machine. And that journey back towards learning to love myself and, um, trust my body, trust my hunger cues. That was It was really, really hard for me because I had gone so extreme with competing in the sense that I just did so many shows back to back in a row. I did macros. I wasn't restrictive, but because my mindset was super extreme, it was really hard for me to connect back to myself again and really um, get back in touch with my feminine energy. I was operating from such a masculine energy for so many years. So those are the ways that diet mentality can hold you back. And I hope that you can see that diet mentality is not just what you eat. Um, It's really the thoughts, the actions, and the behaviors that you allow on a day-to-day basis within your own personal reality. And um, it holds you back from being the fullest expression of yourself and living life to the fullest. So here's the thing is that you can do a prep and you don't have to fall into any of these categories. And that's really the main goal 
with the girls that I coach is I really try to get them to not isolate themselves, to have meals out, to be social, um, to take action, even though they might not be ready yet. Some of my clients are not, you know, the typical bikini body for stage, but they still go out there and compete. They still go out there and do their damn best and step on stage because for me, it's not about how you look, but it's about how you feel about yourself. And I'm here to show people that they can do whatever they set their mind to. And then the last thing I really try and stress to my competition prep clients and just all my clients in general is um, to tap into their feminine energy, to really start to take ownership of what they're saying, how they're feeling, to honor their body and their needs and stay connected to themselves and also to others so that they're not alienating themselves, isolating themselves, because that does not work. (laughs) So how can you overcome this if this is where you are, if you... I've just come off some diets. If you've been dieting your whole life, if you've just done a prep, um, let's talk about how you can do this for your nutrition, your fitness, and your mindset. So for your nutrition, the first thing you're going to want to do is assess where like what type of eating is creating diet mentality for you. Um, So maybe that's tracking macros. For myself, I tracked macros for many years. And then after my last show in 2017, I just couldn't track anymore. Every time I tracked, it was making me want to binge. It was making me feel uh, inferior. Like I just felt so insecure. So that's when I decided to stop and to learn how to do intuitive eating. But maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you have to track your macros. Maybe not tracking puts you into diet mentality. So I'm not here to impart my beliefs upon you. What I am here to do is to give you the opportunity and the space to, to think to yourself and determine like what's best for me. That's my goal as a coach. Number two, your fitness. What exercise do you look forward to? What exercise makes you feel alive? Oftentimes, if you have done a prep or done a diet, you start to dread the gym because it is something that you have to do rather than something that you get to do. And a really great way to overcome this is by remembering and getting back in touch with what you used to love to do when you first started. So I'll use myself as an example again. Um, I first got into fitness doing body pump and spin classes. So after my last show, when I just had zero motivation to work out, I gave myself the permission to expand my repertoire and go back to doing the exercises that I enjoy doing for fun. Like I signed up for Soul Cycle, and I <laughs> like never imagined myself doing spin again because come on, you guys, it's cardio. But when I allowed myself to just have fun with my fitness again, I fell back in love with it. I started to do it because it made me feel good rather than as a means to an end of shaping my body which is really what happens when you've got those sunglasses on, the blinders on, you are just only focused on this one goal and you forget that you're doing this. Like the whole point of you getting into fitness and being healthy is to be a happier version of of yourself, not just, you know, your body. So that's what you can do for your fitness. Um, Get back in touch with the things you love doing. Really maybe think back to as a kid, like what, what kind of sports did you like doing as a kid and do more of that. And don't worry if it's, you know, not like optimal for your gains. Like we're really working on your mindset here and we have to rebuild that foundation. Once you get back into a place of doing this out of love and doing it because you want to feel good, then you can start to get back into like the more scientific approaches of optimizing your workout program. 
Now, the last one is your mindset. Um, first and foremost, we have to assess and acknowledge what's working and what's not working. You cannot change what you are not aware of. So um, this is where you need to take out your journal. And this is something that's going to require you to do like every single day. It's not it's not like an answer that's going to come to you right away. Like if I asked you, what did you do when you first started working out? Like what exercises did you like? You could probably think right away, oh, I love doing spin. But when it comes to your mindset, it's sometimes kind of hard. So I just ask that you be patient with yourself and you give yourself compassion, which is step number two. So once you are aware and acknowledge what's not working for you, the second thing is to have compassion towards yourself. Um, If you're post-competition and you're struggling you probably are hating yourself for doing a competition prep. You're probably wondering to yourself, why did I do that to me? Like, why did I let this happen? Why didn't I see the red flags of my coach or whatever, whatever? So um, we cannot fix what's in the past. All we can do is have compassion for ourselves. And one of my favorite quotes is, um, in order to love yourself fully, you must also love the experiences that shaped you. And that quote really changed my life when I was really upset with myself. Um, You know, I was a fitness coach and I was doing all these competitions and I was a personal trainer. And then when it was all done and when it was all done and I was really struggling with binging afterwards, Um, I was so angry with myself for letting myself like (laughs) do so many shows in a row because I knew better. Um, And until I could have compassion for myself, I could not move forward. So the latest research on compassion shows that the more compassion we have towards ourselves, the more positive momentum we can take going forward. But as perfectionists and type A's, we think that by having compassion for ourselves that we're actually acknowledging that... um, we're like letting ourselves off the hook or we are, um, you know, that we are accepting that we're not going to get better. But that's not what it is. Just having compassion for yourself is saying, okay, this is where I'm at. I am, you know, I'm okay with it. And I didn't know any better. And that's what it is. And I'm going to have compassion for myself. And I'm now going to move forward. So when you can then move forward with positive momentum and start moving forward from a place of love rather than a place of fear, your changes then become much more sustainable. And they're um, much more realistic. So I hope that made sense. And then number three, so step number three um, for your mindset is committing to a different way of life. So if you become aware that one of the things that's holding you back with your with your mindset is um, perhaps it's perhaps it's competing. (laughs) Perhaps it's also your coach. You're just realizing that this coach is not working for you. Um, You assess that this is what's not working. Um, You have compassion for yourself and then you have to commit to a new way of life. So you have to either break up with your coach have the courage to do that and also have the courage to stop dieting or stop competing if you know it's not good for you. And as a coach myself, that person, your coach should be very receptive to what you say. If you have a coach who bullies you into competing or bullies you into staying on a diet, like please run away from that person because it's not healthy for you. Um, It's not about them. It's not about what we want. It's about you. And that person should have your... um, best interests at heart. So promise me that whatever you become aware of, 
you will have compassion for, and then you will commit to changing it because I don't want to see you in the same cycles over and over again. I really want to see you up-level yourself. I really want to see you grow, and I really want to see you step into your highest self, and that's not going to happen if you stay stuck in diet mentality and a scarcity mindset and a lack mindset. So um, I hope this episode was helpful for you. I would love to hear about what your takeaways were, so take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, let me know your favorite part about this episode, and yeah, that's it. So I'll see you guys tomorrow for episode number five, which is going to be Finding Your Light with Reverend Ginny Brown. Super excited. She is my spiritual counselor. And yep, that's it, guys. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, and don't forget to always be your highest self. See you next time.